Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and she's not my daughter. She's not my sister. She's not my daughter. She's not my sister. Deb. What was that? It's a Chinatown reference. Oh, okay. She's my daughter. She's my sister. She's my daughter. She's my sister. I'm doing air slaps. Nobody can see you doing air slaps. Doing uh, Jake from Chinatown. Yeah. So, in a very, very short... A one a one nostril uh, Jake Nicholson in that one. You know, it's been a really long time since. Nostril. Yeah, like I said, it's been a really long time since I it's watched that. Jake, I really, I really should watch that again. Oh, fucking Roman Polanski! I don't care how many kids he fucks; it's a masterpiece. Not the fucking kids, but the uh, the Chinatown is a fucking masterpiece. Less than a minute in, I already have face in palm. Palm face. <sighs> so it was pointed out to me by Doug, since I don't do any of our social media, that the picture of us both wearing Electric Six shirts got retweeted by them. Yeah. We that both, was the point. We both look fucking horrible in that picture. Yeah. Our shirts look good. Well, that was the point. Mm. We proved that. I'm going to have to apparently start wearing some makeup when we podcast and working out a little more. Sorry, I don't church this up for you at all, Doug. Well, you know why girls wear makeup and perfume. Why's that? Because they're ugly and smell bad. You bitch. <laughs> I can think of a segue into something we're going to talk about from that joke. Let's see if you get it. No, no, no. Guess. Misogynistic humor. Oh, we're going to talk about Jim Jeffries, aren't nice. we? Nice. Uh, so, I watched bits and pieces of it. You watched the whole thing. And the only reason I didn't watch all of it is because I was just watching... Both started watching Jim Jeffries' new special, Bear. Yeah. B-A-R-E. Not B-E-A-R. Which is funny, because I thought I was going to talk about being a bear in the gay community. Well, he did, uh, have you seen the DVD cover? Mm-mm. It's him naked with a teddy bear over his cack and balls. You could have just said junk. Could have. Didn't. Um, I watched the whole thing, and it's Jim Jeffries in rare form. It's right up there with Contraband and, um, Alcoholocaust. Um. And, you know, I was a big fan of Legit. It was, it was alright. The thing was that basically every episode was acting out a bit he had done. Like I said, the only, like I said, the reason I liked it is because they actually did have a character that was quadriplegic. No, that it well, the actor wasn't. No, no, which is he talks about and is hilarious. Well, they well, he talks about being taken in by two different actors, actors acting quadriplegic. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of which he carries to a car. <laughs> I know. Like I said, but no, I actually that that was the thing that kind of DJ Qualls and, and oh, I'm sorry, G, I just want to say this. Jim Jeffries is right. DJ Qualls looks a little Downsy will be charitable and say. Well, I saw him in the new guy, though. I knew he wasn't fucking disabled. New guy? Yeah. What's new guy? It's this movie with Elijah Dushku from the late... Well, I guess it's like the mid-2000s. It's basically like a teenage rom-com. Okay. You know. You have a hard time watching her. Like, Ten Things I Hate About You, except not sucky. Oh, that movie where Robin and the Joker went to high school together? God, I never thought about that. Yeah. Do you realize that uh, Ultron and Iron Man have met together? Oh, uh, no, we had this conversation. Yeah. That awkward they, moment where you realized... Yeah, they met in Less Than Zero. And because I'm always going to reference a Brett Easton Ellis movie. things were going on in Less Than Zero. Is that when Robert Downey Jr. was the, pro- the male prostitute to pay for his drug habit? Yeah, from uh, yeah. Jim Spader. Yeah. Ultron pimped out Iron Man. Man, think about it. So when you awkward. say, like, you know, pimp my armor, it means radically different things. I would never say pimp my armor. Well, I was doing a pimp my ride, ride joke, joke with yeah. a uh, 
with a, you know, yeah. male prostitute joke, no? Mm-mm. Pimp my male prostitute? There's got to be a term for a male prostitute, right? Uh, Are they called, like, roosters or no, something? No, it's, it's, it's like... It's like Sisabu or something like that. Sisabu? It's something extremely French. I'll have to... <laughs> I'm Googling it now. I'm going to take you in that butthole. Thank you for that. <laughs> Do you have Just... more thoughts on Jim Jeffries? Oh, I was going to keep going with uh, weird gay French John, but... Uh, um. Just take it to never mind. Um, I was gonna gross myself out on that one. Um, I really liked it. Once again, it was Jim Jeffries in Jim Jeffries form. I've seen some stuff from him that. Well, okay, we've missed all the obvious ones. What, what's that? Gigolo, Rent Boy, Hustler, Masseuse. Masseuse? You put the ass in Masseuse? That was weirdly Australian. Yeah, that was. I don't know what that character was from. I'm sure he'll be a Bond villain next year. <laughs> I'm here to kill you. I have an indeterminate accent. <laughs> um, because how else are you going to top Javier Bardem as weird albino? But, um... So... Yeah, I'm totally off. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I really liked it. I mean, uh, I was talking about the, uh, the bits he did about um, women and guns. And Oscar, uh, Oscar Pistorius. Um, I did want to say, uh, I want an April 18th shirt. Okay. Did you see that bit? I did. It's anal sex day. You see a guy at the other end of the bar wearing an April 18th shirt, you're like, alright. Then I just love that he, uh, described the South African accent as, it's the Australian accent, but it's kicking a black person in the face. Which, weirdly enough, totally accurate. Just interesting, considering the Dutch don't have a long history of racism, and yet they founded South Africa. Well, you know what they say, the Welsh and the Dutch, they don't amount to much. Um, the Dutch of Scott. Thank you, Squeezegar. Dutch of... Dutch, Duchess... What? In, uh, oh, the Dutch is scum. Yeah, I was going to say in Metalocalypse, Squeezegar... Squeezegar Squiggle? Huh? Really hates the Dutch, and he ends up kicking that that prince in the face. He's got a thing for um, gmilfs, right? Yeah, and really, really large women. Yeah, I just love that whenever they curse, it's Guess pitch what, harmonics. Hello. You are a gmilf. Guess what that means? Oh, that's in the first episode. Yeah, that's in the pilot when they're yeah. they're at the food library. Foods, foods libraries. I did like it. You have no they... idea that Toki is ripped. That episode where they have the, the murderous fashion designer that they get out of prison to do their fashion line. Oh, that's gotta be season three. Cause Se- I seen no, it. Season two, I think. Mm, it might be season three. It might be season three, because I haven't seen it. But like I said, but... Um, I need to play catch-up on Death Block really bad. He designs them all outfits based on their physique from the album cover, and Toki's is the only one that fits. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, they always, they've always joked about Nathan Explosion being doughy work out, man. When he, what is it, is it, is that the first episode? No. The one where he vomits blood? That's fan day. That's the fan day Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. And they're oh, like, blood vomit. Plummet. That'd be a good, be good title for a song. Oh, we no, already we wrote, did that one. We already wrote that one. Uh, okay, so we're completely off track. Do you have any final thoughts Everything on is metal. We'll make coffee metal. I remember... Dun, dun. That fucking pilot blew my fucking mind. Because if you love metal, it's awesome. If you hate metal, 
It's awesome. awesome. Like I said, I, what, I, they had done all the promos leading up to it, so I'm like, I think I might like this. This looks well, like all they did was like it. fucking like like blast beats and then like death clock coming, whatever, and you're well, like, what? Well, they also did the one teaser which has you know the council of gentlemen, and it has him basically doing the theme song but in normal voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, they have him doing the theme song, but he's just bigger than a bumblebee. Uh, Toki Wartooth, not a bumblebee. Bumble, bumble, yeah, that's it. Uh, Squizgar Squizelf, taller than, than a tree. tree. Tickles the drummer. Yeah. Ding, 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 doodly, 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 doodly do. That was like one of that and the, like I said, the beats and that were like the only promos they had released. But I'm like, okay, this guy looks a lot like Peter Steele and it's supposed to be metal. It's, I can he was based watch on this. Peter Steele. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, Pickles is based on David Townsend from uh, Strapping Young Lad. Which is why he has the skullet. He has, yeah, yeah. Who I've seen, and it is glorious. The skullet? Oh, yes. Yeah, not the music. The His skullet. skullet is fucking phenomenal. But like I said, and then I'm sitting there watching it, and it, like I said, just like blew my fucking mind. I'm like, I am now obsessed with this show. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I loved I've seen them live. We gotta go, we, you gotta see them live. I, or as I just, close as the live as you get. You have to see them live. You guys can't see me doing air quotes, but I'm doing air quotes. Well, I mean, it has a band. It's like... One of the guys from Strap Young Lad, it's one of the guys from... Oh, fuck, what is it? I know it's not Slayer. It's uh, maybe Morbid Angel. Okay. I could be wrong in that, but... Uh, no, I know he has a band, but I know it actually is live. It's just And Brendan Smalls does not look how you think he should look. Well, because I've watched home movies, I just think of him as like a skinny ginger kid. Oh, I like his character from... Yeah, from home movies. I mean, whereas like Brian Posehn, you look at him and go, yeah, that totally makes sense. But Brandon Small, I just saw a picture of him on uh, on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, not at all what I thought." Hmm. Hmm. He's ginger. You got that part right. Well, like I said, just because that's how he was drawn in home movies. There was something? There's some mo- episode of Home Movies where he made a movie that they deemed inappropriate because it was too sexy and he used a bunch of bad language and so he had to make a new movie that wasn't as offensive but it was really boring so he spliced in some footage of two dogs having sex at the end oh like Lucy yeah pretty much hey crazy shit happens but here's some scenes of elephants fucking yeah or people fucking in a car that was the human equivalent was they're like on fucking like lover's lane uh, do you want to talk about St. Vincent? Yeah, that was the weird part. She turns herself into a USB drive and becomes a prequel to her. her. But hey, people fucking a car. That's the weird part. So you want to talk about St. Vincent? I do. I loved it. It's uh, the new Bill Murray. It's very, very Wes Anderson. It's not Wes Anderson, but it is very Wes Anderson. And um, I'm not going to lie. I cried a little at the end. Um, it's fantastically acted by uh, Bill Murray, and the kid is awesome. He reminds me of, like, a young, like, Karen uh, McCulkey. No, that's totally wrong. Macaulay Culkin? No, no, the other one. The one that's uh, cool. Kieran McCulkin. Kieran McCulkin, thank you. Um, McCulkey? Good, Doug. I saw Homie Alone. It's radically different. No, um... Oh my god, best parody ever. Homie it, Alone? Well, I'm imagining Damon Wayne's as Homie the Clown. No, like I said, I just imagine it being like crazy Dave Chappelle shooting the robbers with a gun. Very short film. No, 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 no. It'd be uh, the guy who played the drug dealer in uh, in um, Half Baked, Clarence Williams the Third. 
That'd be awesome. Oh, God, that would be awesome. Yeah, he was like the... Candy is dandy. Uh, what, he was in like a... What was that black horror movie? Um, Tales from the Hood? No. Yeah. Was it Tales from the Hood? I don't know. You said it was like the It was like the African-American, like... It was like the African-American horror Twilight anthology movie. And he was like the, like... Masterpiece Theater slash um, He was that Keeper. close to that, wasn't mm-hmm. he? I think it was Tales from the Hood. What's the, what was the one that... Also, I remember Tales from the Hood. Like I said, what was the, the movie that Snoop was in? It's like, what, like the 13th floor or something like that? Oh! He's like a shape changer, Snoop yeah. Dogg is. But like, not like into a dog like his videos. But like, he's a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was called, um... Oh, son of a bitch. 13th Room? No, because that's Jim Carrey. Um, no, that's number 23. Oh, is that number 23? Oh, John Cusack is uh, room 2013 or whatever that was. No, that's 213. No, that's not 213. 213 is for apartment number. What was the John Cusack... Identity? Number, no. It's like, well, room, yeah. it's like room 1223 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was based on the Stephen King short story. Um, See... Hold on. Oh, uh, what the f- Give me one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg's fucking... I mean, if you Did Google he- Snoop Dogg horror movie, I'm sure it'll come up. I'm on IMDb, so let me look at his filmography. Um, what am I talking about? Oh, St. Vincent. Jesus Christ. Um, really good. I highly recommend it. Like I said, if you're a fan of, like, Wes Anderson, it's not Wes Anderson, but I highly recommend it. Um... It's funny in the most unintentional ways in terms of how curmudgeonly uh, Bill Murray is. Um, and it's just, and then it takes this weird emotional turn with a Bill Murray character, Vince, and it's just, it just rips her heart out in the best possible way. Really? Not like in a Kali Ma kind of way, but in and a good it, way. It was called Bones. Nope, that's Angel. No, no. I know, I know, I know, I'm joking. You know, sometimes I'm funny on this show. Sometimes you just really aggressive and shout at me a lot. That'd be the underpinnings of the show, yes. And it was really funny, because as I was showing you that picture earlier, I realized that, and we've talked about this a few times before, Zoolander is literally the only reason why we have this podcast. Well, because the non-term... You went, you, went, you went farther back and said Tony didn't want to watch it with you. No, it wasn't Tony, it was Spoon. It was the non-term. The non-term. The non-term, because he hates Ben Stiller. He didn't want to watch... I don't blame him. Like I said, he didn't want to watch Zoolander with me, so I half-tossed called you up saying we need to watch Zoolander, and then you and I got into a long conversation about David Bowie movies, and you yelled at me about Firewalk. I was going to say, you have to remember the important part. I yelled at you about not remembering he was in Firewalk with me. Which I still haven't watched. What? Are you fucking serious? Completely. You know they're they're bringing it back. Yes, I know they're bringing back the... um, Oh, God, Twin Peaks, there we go. I know they're bringing Oh, my back. God, you actually spaced it? I thought you were trying to think of a character name or something, where I'm like, well, it was One-Eyed Jacks, and it was Pierre whatever Because for some is. reason I wanted to say The Twilight Zone instead of Twin Peaks. Kind of the same thing. Hmm. It's like Northern Exposure, but with murder. <laughs> I wonder if that was the pitch. Could have been. So here's what we're going to do, guys. It's like Northern Exposure, even though that show hasn't happened yet. Except with murder. You know what? Maybe that's how they pitch Northern Exposure. Okay, guys. It's, like, it's going to be it's like, like Twin Peaks, Peaks but, but without, no murder. without Laura Palmer. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, so this is Just imagine a whole show about a log lady, but he's a guy in Alaska. (laughs) And someone said, stop (laughs) drilling, you've struck oil. (laughs) It's like, dream on, but he's a whiny Jew lawyer, or doctor in fucking Alaska. Yeah, that's right. I remember Tales from the Hood and Dream On. Okay. Oh, oh it's going to be a good show today. I'm telling you. So, that's actually a good transition for me. I finished, Is it? I finished reading Super God, well, listening to Super Gods, which I'll talk about in a minute, and got a new book, because I get one free book a month uh, with uh, Audible Unlimited. So I picked up Tough Shit by Kevin Smith. Oh, nice. I don't know if I'm going to have an easy time wading through it. Because the first chapter, I can't... It's about his dad's balls. It felt like he was being crude for the sake of being crude. No, he's starting from the beginning. He said this in interviews. I think he talked about it on Smodcast. I think, like, the week that book was coming out. Like I said, I'm I'm enjoying it now, but, like I said, when I first started the book, it's just, like I said, it seemed like he was being crude for the sake of being crude. You know, but Kevin Smith isn't one for shock value. I mean... Let me rephrase that. Kevin Smith is not one... For shock for shock's sake. He's you never not. go ass to mouth. How is that not shock for shock's sake? It's not just good advice. <sighs> that and hearing Rosario Dawson talk about sometimes she does is easily one of the hottest things I've ever heard. Anyways, I'm into the part of the book now where he's talking about his discovery of independent film. So he's talking about connecting with his uh, still Is it Slackers friends. or no, Bottle Rocket that he... Slacker. Slackers. Yeah. But like I said, he's talking about when he meets his first film nerd friends. That's Linklater, right? Richard Linklater? I think so. Yeah. But he's talking about connecting with his first film nerd friend, and they first connected because when he came, the kid came in to stalk and mop, Kevin was watching an episode of Twin Peaks, and that's how they totally ended up bonding. Like us. Over the fact that you don't know David Lynch movies. Um, And really, you can watch a David Lynch movie and not know a David Lynch movie. I actually did once have a friend, and I think it was our senior year of high school, watch Mulholland Drive. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Fucking turn it off, go outside, smoke a cigarette, and went on a 25-minute non-stop rant about how that movie didn't make sense and it was stupid. Obviously never seen Lost Highway. Um... Lost Highway made dick for sense. Like, awesome soundtrack made no goddamn sense. Like, far less than uh, Mulholland Drive, Eraserhead. <laughs> like, all of his early stuff. Like, Inland Empire made a fair amount of sense. Um, it was kind of intense to watch because it's about, like, this world that this girl retreats in after being abused. But, um,. You mean like Sucker Punch? Yeah, but you know... That was, that was a joke. That was a joke. I mean, who... Who doesn't like Sucker Punch? You know, I actually have never watched it. It's fucking horrible. It's not in theaters. Isn't it actually supposed to be pretty visually attractive? Is it kind of like watching The Cell, where it has great <laughs> visuals, but the story is just fucking horrific? Vincent D'Onofrio has to go inside Jennifer Lopez. No, it's uh, Vince Vaughn has to go inside Jennifer Lopez's brain 
who's inside of... It's the shittiest Inception I've ever seen. Oh my god, we're gonna start calling Cell shitty Inception, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Sweeping proclamation on that one. Declaration. We're calling this Cell whatever. What did I say? Proclamation. No, like, proclamation. The, the phrase is sweeping declaration. If I was quoting How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. But now, Cell will now officially be called, called Shitty Inception. Inception. Or Shitception. 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 Um, what are we on? Uh, I was going to talk we're about We're working backwards from the Cell. I'm so gonna, I was going to say, I was going to talk about listening to the end of Super Gods. No, 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 no. But there was a movie we were talking about right before the Cell. Sucker Punch. There we go. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, Sucker Punch sucks. Moving on. Thank you. I just had to wrap that up. Uh, so I finished listening to Super Gods, which I really enjoyed a lot. I really wish he'd waited to do the book until after more of the Marvel movies had come out, because I really just want to know his opinions on the he, new Marvel. He kind of touches on it, right, yeah, right at the end. Like I said, he mentions that they're forthcoming, mm -hmm. but it was 2011. They were forthcoming. That can't be right. That he published the book in 2011? Three years ago? Yeah. It doesn't mean that he wrote it. Avengers was 2012. Yeah. Which means when he wrote it, Captain America and Thor were both about to come out. That makes sense. Iron Man had already been out. I was going to say Iron Man. And had broken everyone's yes. brains. Like I said, Iron Man was already out, and I loved listening to him talk about Iron Man. But like I said, I wish he'd waited, because I really want to hear him talk about more of the Marvel movies. Which is weird, because he's contractually also, obligated under DC. Like I said, I would actually love to hear him talk about the last installment of Nolan's Batman. Dude, you want to hear about Grant Morrison and Batman, you have to listen to the, the two-parter of Fat Man on, on Batman. Batman. The way he describes Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns is... I will never read it the same way again. Mm -hmm. The way he talks about it, he's like, oh, he takes on... Um, that basically he becomes what's called the Bat God, which is Batman can do no wrong, he knows everything, he outthinks everybody. But he goes, Batman takes on like the mutant leader. Like, okay, it's... You know, he takes on you know, the street-level guy. And then, you know, Batman takes on, um, you know, the Joker. Uh, and then Batman takes on Superman. And then Batman fakes his death, so he beats death. Like, he keeps escalating in these Wagnerian operatic, um, like, uh, 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 installments, I guess. That's not the word I'm looking for, but... I mean, every issue, he's beating something bigger. I would have said sagas. What well, it's, it's a saga. Um, episodes would have been a, good, a better one. Because it's a four-issue series. But um, but yeah, I mean, the way that Morrison talks about it, I'm, I'm not doing it justice by any means, though you could probably understand me a little better than you can understand him. Well, I'm just wondering how many people actually understand Wagnerian. You and I do, easily, but most people are ignorant. I'll use the word Sisyphusian in a goddamn sentence. <laughs> That confuses the fuck out of people. Like, Sisyphusian, I'm like, yeah, I can barely say it. What do you think it means? Go back it's when to you stick your, your dick in the sand and put it in a woman's vagina. Ugh. Oh, no, no, no. I guess it'd be when you shove a rock up a girl, right? And then oh, it falls down and you have to keep putting oh. it back in. Oh, can we please move on? My vagina hurts now. Folks, the first time I've ever heard that. So we want to talk about Arrow? Speaking of vaginas... Okay, I cannot tell you how hard I laughed the first 
I was gonna say, this uh, week's episode of Arrow, when Felicity walks into... I was gonna say, sploosh! No, when Felicity walks into Ray's office and he's doing the rack and she's like, oh my god! It's not called the rack. I found out what it's called. Hmm. Salmon ladder. I'm gonna keep calling it a rack. I'm gonna keep calling Felicity a rack. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. But like I said, she's like, oh my god, I have a type. Billionaire, I was going to say billionaire. Well, that was when the, when the mom came in. She goes, how many billionaires do you know? Um, can I just say, did anyone else hear Kanye West's gold digger come on when she walked out with the dress saying, you're going to be my best, my new best friend? It's you like, and I are going to be best friends. I'm like, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. And I, you know, I know she's not, but I mean, it's like, wow. All right. Felicity. The actress who plays her is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Can't think of her name off the top of my head. And I loved every time, you know, they dressed her up. Not a big fan of her hair during the dinner sequence. She doesn't have good, like, up hair. Well, they had, like, the weird half up, half down thing going on her. I liked it the best. I'd go half up and half down on her. I bet you would. I would. I liked it the best when they had it very curly and natural in the, the Jewel Thief episode in the first season. The first time you actually get to see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, curly and loose. That's the best way I've liked her hair fancied up. Oh my god, say what you're thinking. <laughs> nope, this is going on the internet. What did you think about the other plot in the arrow? Hold on, I will tell you roughly what I was thinking. Is when Dana Gould on At Minute, which I know we're going to talk about, says she's got a bush... Like Lenny Kravitz is tying her shoe. <laughs> Which has to be one of the dirtiest things I think I've ever heard. It actually might be the dirtiest thing. We, we will talk about it later because I know we're going to talk about it at midnight. But that, that when you said curly and loose, that just... It's like, oh, the two worst stooges to stick your dicks in. Um, okay, so the Cupid plot line... Um, I'm going to quote Cupid herself and say, Cupid, stupid. I'm Cupid, stupid. You know, we talked about this last week that I, I told you that she was kind of a stalker. A, a, you know, um, I... She reminds me of that chick that's going to marry Charles Manson. Yeah! Yep. My only, my only thing about Cupid is before he uh, breaks his thumb and gets out of it. The handcuffs on the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some I wish... villain, I was going to say villain, has him tied to the tracks. Ma ha! train's coming. Twiddle my mustache. <laughs> You'll never get out of this one, Dudley. Do Ollie? Um, that's the 949. Uh, <laughs> Always runs on time. Sorry, go ahead. Snidely Whiplash always rhymes. Um, God, I love Snidely Whiplash. I do too. Uh, was that him and Muttley on the Laugh Olympics? Wasn't that what Sunny Whiplash with Muttley? Where it's like, shh, 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 the dog that laughed like Ernie? Used to taunt us with a dog that laughed. You moron! Those were the wacky races. Those weren't real. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, he was also in the Laugh Olympics. Anyways, continue on about, um... My only thing is that in the comics, she has, like, a scar of, like, a heart with an arrow through it. You know, like the, do you like me, yes or no, like, heart with the arrow through it. And uh, I would have liked to have seen her, like, in front of the train going, we're both going to fucking die. We'll be together in the afterlife. And then, yeah, like, fucking, like, carve it you with... You guys couldn't see me doing crazy face, pretending to carve the Oh, it was it. straight up. It was where your keys are on the table, like, fucking crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, like to do like the carving of the heart and the arrow. The fact that she ends up on Suicide Squad, I'm not happy with. I though I did like the, the nod of that. Yeah, she's even nuttier than the last chick they had. Which a bullshit because it's Harley Quinn. Um, but I just it's one of those where I, I honestly, and this is probably me overthinking it as a comic nerd. I can't see Cupid on the Suicide Squad based on who's on it. Where it's like, what is it, Bronze Tiger and Deadshot are the mm-hmm. two big, like, the heavy hitters? Yeah, who's the third? Because, uh, what's his name? Shrapnel, um, played by, um, uh, ugh, what's his name from, um, Firefly. Um, oh, um. He was, uh, River Tam. He's a River Tam. He's, um, Simon Tam. Um, his name escapes me off the top of my head. I can't think of the Sean, um, Sean. Cassidy? Yeah. Russell Wilson, Kipsy Wilson, Carney Wilson. <laughs> Carney Wilson's Wilson. not black enough. We're jumping shows. It's been a crossover week, I'll tell you that much. Okay, I'm sorry. Finish your thoughts on Arrow. Oh, they're going to say Russell Wilson. Or, uh, Carney Wilson. Well, I really like Wilson Phillips. Um, we're going to, this is going to be kind of a tangent to, um, the next thing we're going to talk about, which is like all this DC TV stuff. Um, I wasn't thrilled with Cupid. I, I wasn't. I'm glad she was out quick. I think, I'm sorry, but you have how many millions of dollars of equipment at your disposal? You've been on an island for five years, surviving by yourself, and it takes you literally how many hours in the show to figure out it's a not a spade, it's a heart? Yeah, that actually bothered me, too. Like, I, I get it because you're looking at, like, point up. But, like, what? Like really? Said, like, you wouldn't turn it on and go, well, you know what? I immediately thought it was a heart, not a spade. I did like the, the new the new uh, intro with her arrow in it. I thought that was cute. That was really cute. And they've, so. been, they've been doing that randomly. Um, I also, I'm waiting for him to go, like, arrow, and it says, like, Palmer Technologies behind it. And I'm like, okay. oh, that's a dick punch. So what the fuck are they going to do with this subplot with Thea and the new DJ at the club? I don't know, but I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it either. Because one, you didn't have, like, Roy looking through, like, bushes going... <gasps> yeah, you Like, which I thought was totally going to happen. I totally thought it was going to be... There was going to be that moment. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that bothered me, and this is just a personal thing, I hate the fucking song Turn Down the What, because my drunk D-bag boss plays that at the end of every winning sports game. Turn Down the What? Turn Down the What! Oh, I know. Did you know that in that episode of Arrow, that is the first time I've ever heard that song? You're so lucky. I've never heard too many cooks. I really need to. That's what I hear. Damn it, now I'm singing I almost pulled head. the audio out I'm of... Singing, uh, I'm singing it my fucking head. Yeah. Damn you. Oh, we'll, we'll get to what was stuck in my head all week. Okay, so... Are you done with your thoughts on Arrow? Well, uh, we're going to... Yeah. My whole... The only thing about Arrow is that it ends with... Uh, a guy who throws a boomerangs. A very non-sequitur. No. Oh, in the, in the show? Yeah. Well, you don't know that he's targeting Argus agents. That's been revealed in interviews. Like I said, you don't know that yet. Um, but... And then that he's got he's, his, his knife ring. Blade ring? Banger ring? Are we going to talk about Hook? Rufio. Rufio. Oh, okay, sorry. We should stop. We should stop. Anyways. You can fly. You can fight. But can you crow? 
That kid probably died of autoerotic asphyxiation, right? <laughs> he had to have, right? You know, I actually have an acquaintance who's 100% Hawaiian, and his now ex-girlfriend did his hair like Rufio's for a while, and we teased him fucking mercilessly. Like it looked like his head sneezed with blood? Yeah. Mm. Blood sneezed. Oh, that's... a good name for a song. I was going to say an image character, but yeah. You and I have talked so many times about how weird it looks when you sneeze with a nosebleed. It's now no, happened. only you. Like I said, it's now happened to me twice in my life. I know. Both have been, I believe, documented on this podcast. Not no, the on first the podcast. Time, the first time was years ago, but I had talked about both of oh, them. I was puking in snow. That was, that was what it was. Um, God, like you've never thrown up in a snowbank? Yes, but ever, ever, then fallen into like an angel. It's okay, it's snow. There's puke on your back. It's okay, it's snow. That never happened. Um... So, this is building. Like I said, we have so the, you have, the end cap you machine. Have yeah. This guy who, with a boomerang, who could or could not be a captain. I, I think we're going to call it Bladerang. It's, it's Captain Boomerang. Guess what he throws? <laughs> it's a boomerang that kills people. Well, he has, no, he has multiple boomerangs. He's got, like, acid ones. He's got razor ones. I mean, it's, it's not unheard of that he has an arsenal of, I didn't mean to do that pun. Um, that he has you, you saw the a myriad, a myriad of go. boomerangs. I would have said a, a cadre. A, a true cachet of boomerangs. I'm a walking thesaurus, also Vanna White. Because you guys no, can't see can me see doing... you turning the letters over and then pointing to the words right now. I'd like to buy an A for Captain Boomerang. Now, um... So, I thought it was really weird that Captain Boomerang, a rogue... So one of Flash's villains, which we've talked about the last couple episodes, um, where they're building the rogues, and that I, I said very, very confidently that I think Flash has some of the best villains in comics. Well, right up there with Batman and Spider-Man. Um, well, you and I talked about though that Arrow didn't have kind of those, you know, super, super villains to begin with. He, just he, had, he has his rogues. He has his. He has his arch nemeses. Like I said, he had. But they're not. They're not superpowered. Like I said, he had corporate bad guys when he first started. And they're working towards superpowered. But to have Merlin, like uh, the the Dark Archer, mm-hmm. Merlin is his, like, opposite. The, the assassin archer. You've got people, excuse me, people like Brick, who, he killed the guy whose real name is, uh, whose real name Brick has in that list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you'll ever see Brick because he crossed his name off the list from the first season. Which, by the way, is he just not doing that anymore? Well, after the, uh... The earthquake machine. The undertaking. I was trying to think of that word. After the undertaking, he gave up on that, remember? He's like, I'm just gonna save the city, period. He wanted to be... Fuck my suicidal dad's last wishes to save the city. It's because Tommy died. Tommy died, and he had to be a completely different person. What if Tommy killed Sarah? Which, by the way, can we talk about... Hold on, mind blown on that one. Tommy's dead. Tommy is dead dead. He did not kill Sarah. You know, I'm actually disappointed you didn't do Tommy's dead, baby. Tommy's dead. No, but I want to say, the actor who plays Tommy, he's kind of getting a Sean Bean thing going, because he was also on The Affair, and now he's fucking dead. Aww. Yeah. And we can't make a cute pun out of his name like Requiem for a Bean. Thank you, I was just trying to think of that. Um. Anyways, so. Oh, by the way. Have you heard... I just want to drop this real quick because your head's going to explode. 
if you were listening to Doug Loves Movies and you heard the category Fuck Mary Kill, what do you think it would be? The movies of O.J. Simpson. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's so... Oh. Anyways, back to The Flash. Yes. This week's episode of The Flash. And speaking of Flash, he's actually called it now. They finally actually named him The Flash, which is great, because the streak just makes me think of some horrible skid mark. I was going to say, yeah, it's something leaving your underwear. I'm so glad we're on the same page with that. Absolutely. John Red. John Red. Um, um, the big mind blower on this one, though. Which we're gonna wait on for a second because I'm just glad they had Girder. Didn't he call him something slightly different? No, he referred to the robot as Girder, and he goes, "Your Girder will be a moving target." That's okay. that's Tony Woodward is Girder. Okay. Um, now in the comics, he's thrown into a vat of molten something. Yeah, like it's special metal or something. Um, yeah, probably like DC's equivalent, but uh, he does actually end up getting like thrown like irradiated me- molten metal and becoming like a human rust pile. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does so um, because as as revenge for, and let's just be charitable because it was in a comic, um, sexual assaults on a female coworker. So they don't. Was, they was, don't say rape. So he was always but they a bad don't, guy. don't say rape. They don't not say rape. I'm not not raping my coworker. Um, said the character, not me personally. He um, was played as such a douchebag too. Everything. Well, that his... that he came off really rapey with Iris. I was like, he okay, came that's off what, super. Well, I was like, that's what they're that they're playing to the character, which Jeff Johns is one of the EPs on that, mm-hmm. and Jeff Johns, I believe, created Girder. I, I want to say, but it's just like the, so. We'll see if so. We'll hair, see if double down like comes. Said, the hair and the sleeveless shirt—they played him as such a douchebag. Well, the only way he could have been a bigger one was wearing like an affliction shirt. Um, Some but you know, he just—he just—he looked like he smelled like Axe body spray. Let's just be honest here. And dirt. Deer tank. <laughs> um. So, do you want to talk about the verses? The what? The yes. Yeah. The ver- oh yeah, the verses. Um, I was like, no power on, no power in the verse can defeat me. A little firefly there for you. I can make you sad and say, I'm a leaf on the wind. I'd get that tattooed. I'd straight up get a wash tattoo. So, flash arrow crossover. So, I thought it was really weird, and we'll go kind of bounce between. Oh, we need to wrap up on flash before we get to the crossover, though. The big reveal on Flash, Reverse, Reverse Flash, Flash comes back. Reverse Flash is visited. I, I'm going to refer to him as Professor, like uh, you know, Professor Zoom or or you know the Reverse Flash, um, interchangeably. I want to talk about this because I'm pretty much, and you're going to go, you're going to look at me and go, then I'm pretty sure Harrison Wells is the Reverse Flash. That was actually pretty much my assumption from the get go. See, I would have much preferred Eddie Thon because of. The whole Thawne thing. Um, apparently, the the secret that Eddie was hiding was that he was dating Iris, and I'm going, ah, uh, so fuck you, you. Just so you know, mentally, every time anybody says his last name, I think Thong. Do you ever wonder if he wears them? Probably. I was going to say. It looks uh, like he has a piece of string up his butt. I, I kind of want to do a, an editing job on throwing YouTube. Be like, 
Let me see that thon, 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 thon. And it's just quick cuts of Eddie Thon. But I don't want to see it. Eddie Thon? He's pretty. He's a pretty boy. I know, but I don't like it. Which the character is not. The character actually gets plastic surgery to look like Barry Allen. (laughs) Sorry. In the comics. No, I'm sorry. Straight up. There's nothing wrong with him. I just don't like him. He's kind of a douchebag. It's the same thing with Iris. He's the girder of cops. It's the same thing with Iris. I don't not like Iris. I'm just not endeared to her the same way I was to the female characters in Arrow. I, you know, and it's, yeah. Like I, I said, I don't not like her. I just, you know, I, I think Mia that, and Felicity were always more interesting to me, and Sarah and Laurel. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like, uh, I'm going to call them by their code names. I like Killer Frost and Vibe because I can't remember their real names off the top of my head. Um, I like Team Flash. I oh. really do. But um, it's Caitlin Snow and... Um, I love Caitlyn Snow. Whoever the fuck Vibe's real name is, but, um... I was gonna say, I, I love Caitlyn Snow. I'm waiting for them to build more on, you know, her fiancé and all of you that. You know I'm waiting for Firestorm. Exactly. You know I'm waiting for Firestorm. I like Caitlyn Snow a lot. I think she's played well. I love the whole scene where they're trying to play Operation and she totally sucks at it. Like I said, I don't... This is not like... Uh, this she, is not this, as easy as it seems! This is not medically accurate. Like I said, and I don't not like Iris. I just don't really care about her. She's there to... She's the Barbara of fucking Flash. She's too dumb to live in in, in Central City. Is it Central City or Keystone? It's Central City. They're twin cities in the comics. It's Central City. It's Central City. Oh my god, I don't even have Gotham on here. I'm writing it down. I thought you hadn't watched the last... Oh, that was Constantine. That was Constantine. Um, So, crossover. They're going to be doing a crossover, which is why it was weird that you had Captain Boomerang in... Arrow when he's a rogue for Flash, so you're going to see the crossover, and the first episode, Flashes on Tuesday, is Flash versus Arrow, mm-hmm. and then uh, the uh, Arrow episode is called uh, Brave and the Bold, which is a the name of the, the old oh, DC, DC team-up team book, up, yeah. so, you know, the Marvel team-up, and then DC had the Brave and the Bold. Um, so I'm psyched, because apparently, Wally, uh, Wally, wrong Flash, <laughs> Barry. Um, Barry, and uh, I was actually combining them both, and but uh Barry and Ollie, I guess, don't see quite eye to eye in terms of if you look at Star, uh, Starling City mm-hmm. versus uh, Central City, um, how radically different. I mean, it really, it really is like Gotham versus Metropolis in terms of how you would approach it as a hero and, and an attitude. You know, I kind of do see it as New York versus Chicago. What? I see... In terms of Star City and... I see... Uh, no, I was going to say, I see Starling City as more of a New York. And I see... No, Star City is, um... Uh, West Coast. Uh, no, but yeah. I mean kind of like the, the attitude and the, the energy. I see it as more of a New York, and I definitely see Central City as a lot more of a Chicago. Uh, in the comic, Central City's Midwest. Yeah, see. Um, it's, it's, it's implied to kind of be in like a kind of Kansas-y type state. No, I think it's because DC doesn't work in uh, real places the way uh, Marvel does. Like I said, no, I think it's, it's I think it's a little more urban than that. But yeah, like I said, I see it as more of a Chicago. I know that Gotham and, and, and Metropolis are both East Coast, but it's weird because they're so fucking different. Well, I can't call it LA. What? Metropolis? No, Sterling. No, Coast City would be LA. Like I said, if it was Where Green Lantern's from, it's very You know, actually, if it was going to be, like, any West Coast place, I'd probably say it's closer to, like, Seattle. Where? Who? Starling City. Yeah, I just said it was, like... No, no, I'm just saying that the city, I would say... You just said it's Northwest. It'd be, like, a Seattle. 
He's operated out of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, a Green Arrow has. Yeah. Uh, what's his name in the Longbow Hunters? Uh, Mike Rell set him in, in Seattle. Yeah. Before his return to um, Star City under um, who the fuck are you just listening to? Uh, Kevin Smith with the Quiver um, storyline. I like how Quiver is a temple on Tundra. Is it? Or is it? Ah, my name. We're not doing this again. Oh, my name. Damn it! You started it. It's not a double entendre. So can we talk about it at midnight? Sure. Because, like I said, we have more hero stuff on here, but I feel like we should take a break. Well, I, I want to... What? We have more superhero stuff on here, but I feel like we should step out for a second. Of the heroes thing? Or? Yeah, of the heroes thing. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Knock Knockout Gotham, because it makes it easier for me to can write I the descriptions. how fucking much I hate it. Gotham? Yeah. That they have... No. I mean, really, yeah, like, please tell me how much you hate it because I completely agree. We really are an abusive relationship with Gotham. I told you. This way too much fucking young Bruce Wayne. And now, now he's living with young Catwoman? How about you guys go fuck yourselves? How about you fuck yourselves I so I think hard? that's what uh, Bruce Wayne's thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You wanna get some pussy on now. In the words of Kevin Smith. Like I said, how about... No. Fuck you, Gotham. Fuck you. Harvey Dent... Not so much. Fuck you. Fuck you hard. But, oh, I, I, I'm not going to stop watching because I can't, but I fucking hate it. It's not what it should have been. It's not about Gordon, and fuck you. Fuck you all. You want to have your mind blown, Dad? I did like Penguin this week, though. When he's finally caught on to life. And what did Penguin eat? Fish. And who's the name of Jada Pinkett's character? That actually doesn't blow my mind at all, but now I have a horrible... Well, I just put it together this week, so it blew mine. Like I said, I have a horrible, like, awful... That's why she has a horrible, horrible character name. Like I said, I have a horrible, edible image in my head now. Oh. Of the, the Robin What's-His-Nuts going down on... Um, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you don't want to piss off Hancock. He is legend. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Hancock. If only it had been a better script. Uh, the first two acts were great. The third act is fucking horrible. Man of Steel, Woman of Tissue. That whole thing about that they're like secretly super-powered angels, yeah, it's like... That was bullshit. Son of a bitch. So do you have any thoughts on Gotham before we move on? Nope. So at midnight, it's been a really fucking good week on it. They had some rough ones this week. They, they really did. Comparatively to coming off of last week's uh, Reno 9-11, because um, that's what Benson calls it, and I'm totally in, uh, the Reno 9-11 kind of reunion. Um, Dude, Nick Offerman, Dana Gould. And Amy Mann. Amy fucking Mann. Like, got, want to be your she, lover, Amy Mann. Unfortunately, she got kind of buried between the two of them. Oh, you watched the points? When you watched, like, any of the speed games, it was just fucking, it was... And the best part is she gets like, they're like, well, we have to eliminate you. And she goes, yeah, not surprised. Like, I know she does a lot of stuff with, not UCB, but um, uh, Largo of yeah. L.A. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Which is the, the theater that, is, uh, uh, that Tompkins does a lot of stuff mm-hmm. at. Um, so I know she runs in that, like, weird comedy circle. I, I wish they would have put her on a different episode where she could have actually shown a little bit more. I, absolutely. Well, it's one of those I would like to have seen the, um, oh, that was the unedited. Never mind. I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved Tana Gould and Nick Offerman playing off of each other. 
weed. Bro. I want a hundred percent more Offerman on every goddamn it. You know really he is like? so deadpan. It is and so dry. It's awesome. I really would like him and his wife to do an at midnight together because he's married to Megan Mullally. Yeah. And I bet they're an awesome couple to hang out with. I bet they're fucking hilarious. Oh. Bet you they'd actually kind of be a little boring based on... Well, I don't know. Was it... Was I could it, listen to him talk about woodworking for hours. Was it him where he talks about, like, doing a 69 in the middle of a podcast? Was that... That was Offerman. I think it was. Or, I believe Nerdist. But there's a part when he's talking about when they first started dating and she was doing some Shakespearean play and just nails it. And he's like, that's my bitch. Yeah. Love it. Which, in his voice, is... Yeah. Just caramel. Um, the last episode of Parks and Rec. He's actually really funny on it, and there's actually there's a specific episode I'll make you watch where he gets the flu and it's fucking hilarious. But um, Amy Powler's character announces that she's having triplets, and he says a triple crib will be an interesting project. I'll do it for you in three different woods, so you can pick one pick one that you like. I could listen to him just talk about wood, and he does. The, 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 the plug for him was like um, a Nick Offerman Woodworks for like holiday ideas or some, or holiday gifts. like It wasn't even like, hey, watch the last season of Parks or hey, you're going to be on this thing. Well, he has a it book was, out. Yeah, about him like carving a canoe or some crazy shit. Yep. Because he was on Nerdist Pimpin' It. Yep. By the way, John Cleese is going to be on next week's, one of the next week's uh, Nerdists. Nerdist. Yes. I'm very happy. And we cannot, okay, when we're done talking about Dana Gould and Ron, I was going to say, and Nick Ron Offerman, like I said, show. Ron Funches was on a different night. A, I love unstoppable. You so I love you so much, Ron Funches. He is exactly. a juggernaut. Well, he didn't win the last time he was on. Well, you mean the time before then? Yeah. Because he won on this one. Yeah. With the He-Man yeah, no, Christmas The sweater. time before this last time, he didn't win. Which is the only time he's ever been on that he didn't win. He's now the when sixth time. Bobby, I don't remember. He's now the sixth time champion of that midnight. And I think Benson's at five, maybe. Four or five. Oh, Benson. I want to see. I think you could call it top to bottom, where you have Funches, Benson, Tomlin. You know what I'd really like? Though? He's won what twice? Once. One, one and a half. One and well, a half. He won lieutenant as lieutenant. As Dang. lieutenant Dangle, and then I think he's won once as himself. I, I love I loved the whole, like, where they're like, you're worse at this game than Tom Lennon, but not as gay. You know what I really want? I want... I want Benson, Funches, and Blaine Kapatch. That's what I fucking want. I want the D&D reunion. I want, once again, the same fucking people. It was Patton, Posehn, Blaine Kapatch. Just that whole like, well, if he rolls to shut shame, the shut up. the fuck up. Just and it was so venomous. And the best part is that uh, Blaine and 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 Posehn still play D and D on Nerd Poker. And I don't whatever Patton does. He's just busy. He's making Ratatouille too. I don't know. He's doing voiceovers for the Goldbergs. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Is he the Daniel Stern of that? You guys can't see me nodding because I was taking a drink. Yes, so yes, she's saying yes. It's a, it's, yeah. it's an A firm. Okay, so Shield season one finally came up on Netflix. And you're still not impressed, which I like it better this time around. I'm still not completely sold. Did you see that Thor got sexiest guy? I 
did. Did you see that the top three are all in comic book movies? In order, Thor, Himdall, Star-Lord. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I... Excuse me, I need to... So I'm not going to call him Luthor. He's Himdall. Okay. He controls the... I almost said Tesseract. What is the thing that he... This looks so terrible. I'm, 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 I'm doing the sword in the golden bridge thing, which is totally what I'm going to call it now because it looks like I'm well, jerking off hey, with both hands. Isn't he called the Guardian? In... Asgard. No, and please try to say Asgard when I'm talking about jerking off. Um, no, it's, it's Himdall. H-E-I-M-D-A-L. Nobody has a title. He's some kind of creep. It's like the gatekeeper. What? Just waiting for the key master. <laughs> there is no Nobody Dana, only Himdall. <laughs> Come on. You just finished watching Big Hero 6. I did. I, I did. really liked it. Science, yeah! I'm TJ Miller. I do want to go see it, but my coworkers are all selfish dickbags, so I don't have a day off till next Monday. It's It's got more heart than I thought it would. Um, After Wreck-It Ralph? Not as much heart as Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph's... It's got three hearts. little Legend of Zelda reference there. Um... Oh, Garbatron had a baby. It's called Starter Startertron. Is it a butt baby? Oh, uh, do you imagine if Transformers gave birth through their butts? Oh okay, so my you, god. Hold on, let's No, 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 that leads me to something else, but if you finish <laughs> your thoughts on Big Hero Six. I kinda wanna know what that leads you to, but I'll tell you in a Tell minute. you what, I we're gonna put down Transformer butt babies for next week because I wanna think about this for a week. Um, no, actually, it leads me to something you texted me about giggling maniacally earlier in the week. And by the way, could they name it Ratchet? Ratchet. It'd have, like, drawn Are you on... done on Big Hero 6? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going down now. I, I really liked it. It's, it's totally a love it, not shovel it. Um, it Alison Brie, TJ Miller. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal voice cast, but... To have a Disney comic book movie that's not Marvel was refreshing. Okay. Um, I didn't see the identity of the villain coming. I'll be perfectly honest, the movie's an hour and a half and it was made for kids and I didn't see it coming where I was like, oh fuck, that's, who, who, that's who's under the kabuki mask? So, you texted me earlier this week that Mark Wahlberg is the new Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Discuss. It's as simple as this. If I told you there was a movie where plants decide to kill everybody with noxious... Noxious... Noxious. Noxious. Thank you. Noxious gas. And Nicolas Cage plays a science teacher who talks to the trees. You'd go, Jesus Christ, Nicolas Cage needs money. Right? Yeah, it's like the remake of Wicker Man. No, that he talks to bees. Different than trees. Not the bees! Um... And I would go, you're wrong. Mark Wahlberg's in that. Um, Mark Wahlberg has just taken the most crazy goddamn fucking roles lately. Like, I'm glad that he's not playing a cop and everything. But for fuck's sake, like, Pain and Gain, 
Transformer. Like, who's going to believe Mark Wahlberg is an inventor? Transformer. I mean, sure, he invented his own line of energy bars, but that's about as far as I'm willing to suspend belief. He invented a dance move where his pants fell down. Well, he was, like, getting all Marky Mark while he was eating marked bars. After he, you know, committed a racial hate crime. Well, that's a thing. Look it up. We're not going to talk about Bill Cosby. No, we're not. Making people suck his dick. So Doctor Who had a finale we didn't talk about. Yep. Spoiler alert. Bill Cosby made him suck his dick. I'm a horrible human being. Ow, ow, ow. I deserve that. Sorry. For, guys I owe you noise. like $200 in therapy for that. Like I but said, anyway. I hit him with the whiteboard. Something oh, I've I'm, been wanting to do for... At least three episodes. Yeah. Um, You're not as aggressive this episode. I, I will be perfectly nice. honest. Straight up spoilers. That Missy is short for mistress. Because it would be silly if she called herself the master. Huh? <gasps> Okay, you know the last time we saw the master was John Sims. Mm-hmm. I'm the now master. singing the damn theme song in my head. Like I said, I have to tell you, the master was kind of always one of my favorite big bads, like of all time. Well, not when he was played by uh, Julia Roberts' brother, but <laughs> I love you, Peter McGann. Sorry. I love you, Seventh Doctor, but no, eighth, eighth, eighth Doctor. Yeah, yeah, Peter McGann's the Eighth Doctor. Because 8.5 is, um, uh, William Hurt. Um. It's Luke Perry. With a blonde and a tennis racket. Luke Perry? Do you know that? What? From DLM when they're reading off the, um, from the bottom the up casting. on, uh, yeah, on, um. The Leonard Maltin game. Yeah, but the answer was, um, Fifth Element. And. Oh God, Benson, Luke Perry was in the Fifth Element. Yeah, he was at the very beginning. beginning. But he gets confused and he goes. Yeah, this person, this person, Luke Perry, and they go, did they? Is he in IMDb with a question mark? So whenever they talk about him, I have to go up. Um, what am I on? Oh, Doctor Who. I really liked it. It had some nice nods to um, older Doctors, uh, companions with the uh, 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 Brigadier um, Stewart or whatever his fucking name was. Um, I liked that, like. Basically, the master was talking about how the dead outnumber the living and let's reanimate corpses as Cybermen. Um, yeah, terrifying, because it's like, they're clawing out of their grave, and then they're Cybermen. And you're like, oh, they're even worse. They're robotic zombies. You're like, what could be worse than a zombie? Robots. Robot zombies. Robot zombies, yeah. Um, but I'm not happy. Well, I'm, I'm a bit happy. That um, Claire and the Doctor part ways. Each one lying to each other about how, why they're parting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that it goes out on them lying to each other. That's kind of been, honesty's kind of been a thing this season. That's kind of been the arc of, of honesty. Um, whether it's Clara lying to her boyfriend about going up the doctor, or she's lying to the doctor about the boyfriend, or the doctor's lying to her to have her see uh, what choice she makes. Um, whether it's the world versus these two lives in the death of the Let's Blow Up the Moon episode. Um, that's the actual name of the episode. I'm not being flip. Um, so the, they go out on a, on a lie is very awesome. 
Okay, I can tell you've been watching a lot of BBC because you actually said the phrase, I'm not being flip. Well, it's short for flippant. And yes, but it's extremely English. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But, uh... Well, finish up your thoughts. We're at a freaking hour and we still have a bunch of shit to talk about. You gotta love the cameo of Nick Frost as Santa. I did. I did. So... Damn it, Gert. He doesn't say goddammit. Do you want to up the whole world? I do. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm actually in a in a a who stasis in terms of waiting for the Christmas episode. Yep. So for Claire to finally shove off and uh, yeah, I have I have absorbed some criticisms. Uh, more than criticisms. The non turn turned me on to it a while a while ago, and you've been watching it recently. The I just got through the first season. <laughs> Second season's awesome. The IT crowd. Well, it's. Actually, directed and co-written by um, the co-writer, co-creator, Black Books. It's so charming. I'm not a fan. You don't like the IT craft? I will watch it because I like Chris O'Dowd, and we'll, we'll get to we'll get to it in a second. There's someone else on that show I really like, which you I know you can pinpoint who I like. If you had to think about it. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, being that I may or may not be a Mighty Boosh fan. Um, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? Oh, God. I, I did IT. So, the thing is that Graham Lindham said, he was like, I'm sick of all these shows on BBC that are mockumentary. I'm going to do a, like, traditional... Comedy. Uh, sitcom. Yeah. yeah. So, the comedy is very broad. I, I don't want to say it's ironically unsophisticated, but that's what it is. It is very easy. It's not what I expect coming off of Spaced and uh, Black Books. You know what I mean? Like, I'm coming off of... Not that not that IT crowd is dumb. I'm not saying that. But you know, like, I'm coming off of very clever, not smart, but clever comedies. Very sly, very biting. And then IT crowd is... It's very broad. And that's really the only word I can use. It's, it's not what I expected. I really like it. I'm going to keep watching it because Noel Fielding is the gothic in a goddamn surfer closet. I knew that you were going to do that. I think, can I spoil something for well, you? Well, the the guy that plays um, Moss is on Muddy Boosh. He plays one of the Council of Shamans or something But can I, can in, I, in the second season. Can I spoil, do a spoiler for you on the series? Well, I saw that he slept... The boss is, by the way, the best fucking reason to watch that goddamn show. Uh, that he slept with the boss? Apparently they all slept with each other. In weirdly weird ways. So at the end uh, the of Chris towards, towards the, the end therapist of therapist reminds me of his mother. It's a whole thing. Like I said, towards the end of the series, he actually starts a service to help acclimate Goths back into normal life and make friends. Who no fielding? Yes. He's on it all the time. Um, he, he not makes, all the time. He makes more appearances. Yeah, 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 yeah. He makes more appearances. Dude, no fielding is fucking hilarious. I mean, I showed you the the doctor What's who. What's through that uh, door? Don't go through the door. Well, they just opened it, and I was like. Neil, Noel Fielding's behind the door. He's not being cool. He really hates Coldplay. Noel Fielding and I have the same opinion of Coldplay. Not trying to be cool. We genuinely hate Coldplay. Okay, so I don't want to talk about our last thing here because we're out of time. Uh, Corrections. Made us down. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I'll write it back in less than. Corrections Department. 
uh, Alfonso Mac McKenzie was the other black guy on S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I could have to say it like that. Well, because it was Trip. Uh, it was the other agent, not other black guy. But I mean, like, other black guy on their team. Yeah. Um, the other black guy would be Deathclock. Or Deathlock. So, uh, Robert Johnson was the blues musician who sold his soul to the devil. That we were trying to think of it in the whole Crossroads thing. Yeah. Um, what are those grandpa's guitars? Furnitures? I believe was your quote. Um, chairs. Cha- oh, was it chairs? Was it chairs? Um, Deb's totally right. Kip says sex Lexia. <laughs> I suffer from a very sensual disorder. Yeah. What is it, Kip? <sighs> sex Lexia. I honestly thought uh, he said it after the uh, weird regret moment on the bed. So um, I call it the sexnasia. <laughs> That's why they call me the velour fog. Leela. Leela. L a e e. Yeah. E e e l a. Cola. C o l a. Cola. Okay, we should move on. So. And. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action movie came out in 1990, so Parachute Pants Doug should not be held accountable for his crimes against 10. fashion. I mean, yeah, I was old enough to dress myself, but, no, you're, but not well. You're a kid. It's fine. I'm all, bright colors? I'll put that on my legs and arms. Like, why wouldn't I? I always imagine that's what TLC thought when they first started, you know, doing songs, was bright colors. I'll put that on my body. Except for Spinderella. Was that? No, it was salt and pepper. Son of a bitch! Oh, that's awkward for you. Mistakes I made. I'm not saying all female African Americans look alike. I'm just saying they all have the proportionate talent in hip hop. Also, what I'm saying. So, in mistakes I made this week, smartphones. I have a regular that's at my bar. And a he's, dumb phone. Oh. He's got to be in his. Oh, room. a regular. I'm sorry. Maybe your phone. No, my phone's fine. I was going to say, I just got a SIM card time. for it, actually. Not a SIM card, a memory card for it, actually. Like I said, I have a regular at my bar who's in his early 70s. Super awesome. Like I said, love him to bits. He's actually one of my favorite regulars. And he just got a Galaxy S3, which is the old phone I had before I got the HTC One. Welcome to the future! When he first got it, I had to teach him basic navigation on a smartphone. No big deal. What happened yesterday was, I walk up to say hi to him, and he says, Hey, I'm trying to get to this website, and I can't figure out why it's working. I look at it, he's in the YouTube app. So I had to leave the YouTube app and obviously open the internet and get him to the website, but he had no idea why it wasn't working, that he was typing in the web address in the YouTube app, and it wasn't taking him there. Why do you give smartphones to semi... Well, he's, he's smart. He just doesn't get technology. Do you ever think that when people get their first smartphone that uh, the song from Aladdin starts playing? I can show you... Yep, totally right on there. I'm glad you didn't, didn't start doing a Got a Friend Like Me. Well, that's Toy Story. But that's a... He's got a... a there's a song about Never friendship. Never had a friend like me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, do you that's want to talk about... he's dead. Great, now I'm sad. Thank you, Doug. Talk about your BBC cure. It's anime. I haven't started watching it yet because I'm still on my BBC addiction, which I think next show will be a BBC intervention. Which, by the way, didn't you get told by a 15-year-old this week to fucking get with the program? Fucking get with it on um, Attack on Titan. 
Because they've released uh, the the they're starting to release the casting and posters of the live action. So I got I got to get on this uh, relatively ground floor. By a fifteen year old. Was told to get with it. No, I'm not gonna, get with it. I'm not I'm not going to deny I'm not as hip as a fifteen year old. I don't want because be I had to download exhausting. like a whole new app to like Skype with her across the table. You realize you're doing typewriter hands when you're talk loading and talking about downloading a new app. Well, it was through, it was Facebook, like, video messenger, but we were sitting across the table from each other. And she was like, Dad, Doug's trying to, like, FaceTime me. Which, I guess, is, like, the equivalent of this man trying to hand me candy to get into a van. Like. Actually, that is kind of creepy. I just thought it was fun. Like, oh, I'm right across from you, but, like, we're doing video things. Wow, you really don't know how to take the temperature of a room. No. You no. know what? Social contract. Be aware of your surroundings, dickbag. You know what? Yeah, don't... Don't, uh... Be a weird cyber creep to your 15-year-old niece. Because that's... Those are words that are just horrible altogether. Um... Okay, I throw up in my mouth a little. And don't teach your 4-year-old nephew the word antichrist. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!